Hello and welcome to The Film Reel, uh, a podcast about the latest and oldest of films. My name's Jacob. And my name is Carla. And basically, from the title, it's quite self-explanatory. And we're going to be talking about the latest films in the cinema and the brief snippets of what everyone thinks about it. And our overall main topic will be our favourite films. And since it's coming up to Halloween, that's what it's going to focus on about today. My film for our first podcast is one of my favourites. It is the 2006 film Pan's Labyrinth, which original title was actually in Spanish. It is called El Labratino del Forno, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, It's rated an 8.3 on IMBD. Got a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 98% on Metacritic. The film is about a little girl called Ophelia, and it is set during the Spanish Civil War in 1944, which obviously was a pretty rubbish time to live. Uh, The little girl goes through a lot of struggles. Her biological father passes away, and her mother remarries a Spanish general, and he is a very, very horrible man, to say the least. Now, Ophelia has a very odd way of dealing with all this, she begins to see fantasy creatures. Now, this might sound ridiculous, but hear me out. It is a great film, and you will love it. The first thing Ophelia sees is what's known as a fawn, which is basically a half-man, half-goat kind of creature, which, again, might sound weird, but believe me, it's brilliant. Now, Ophelia talks to this fawn, and she's not having a good time in her new home with her new family, because... The general, as I said before, is a very, very horrible man. Now, to deal with everything, she starts seeing these creatures. And it all starts from reading a fairy tale book, just your average fairy tale story, which her mother doesn't really like her reading. But one evening, she sees this fawn for the first time, and he decides to help her out because she's not having a good time at all. Now, the film itself has Spanish subtitles, which might put some of you off initially. You might think, no, can't be bothered with this, and turn off the DVD player. But I think it really, really adds to the film having these subtitles because it really, really immerses you into the film itself. You feel like you're a part of it. Now, the film has a budget of $13,500,000, which means the special effects are pretty spot on, and it made a hell of a lot more than that. The film is 118 minutes long, so it's, it's not too long. It's not too much of a struggle to get through. And it's just absolutely amazing. Now, you've seen this film, haven't you, Jacob? Yeah. And what do you think? Do you think it was good? Yeah, I think it's a really good film. I think Guillermo del Toro is probably one of my favourite directors. He's made other films like Hellboy and Pacific Rim, <laughs> which is also really good. He has a very unique art style to his films, very dark and very twisted, very fairy tale like and it is very good. It's a very good film. They are very, it is a very good film. One of my personal favourites. And the creatures that he creates are just amazing. They, there's, you know, these fairies, but they're not your average fairies. They're these strange looking little tiny people with these horrible papery wings. And there's this, at one point in the film, not to give away any spoilers, there's this very, very evil thing there's no other way to put it except this thing and oh my goodness it's kind of scary it did have me on the edge of my seat but overall it's a pretty awesome film and i personally think you should all go and watch it so yeah the film i'm going to be talking about today is the shining starring jack nicholson directed by stanley kubrick 
There are many great films directed by Stanley Kubrick. Uh, you should definitely check out 2001, A Space Odyssey, and, and Clockwork Orange. They're both very good films. Clockwork Orange, one of cinema's most classic films. To keep the plot simple, it is about a family who go away on holiday into like a secluded hotel so Jack Nicholson can write further on in his book. The problem is, due to the isolation and his struggles to try and actually write something decent, he kind of loses it and pretty much goes on a killing streak, or well, tries to. What's really good about this film is that it doesn't really rely on unnatural things such as Pan's Labyrinth. I'm not saying Pan's Labyrinth is a bad film, but this is more of a film about isolation and escape, whereas Pan's Labyrinth is more uh, fantasy and fiction. So overall, this has got a more realistic feel to it. There are some uh, unnatural things in it. For example, the idea of The Shining is that his child has certain abilities to help them along the way. Overall, this is a really good film, and it has one of the most classic lines in cinema uh, history, which is, here's Johnny. You should definitely check it out. Overall, this film got a 8.5 on IMBD, which I personally think isn't that high for a film as good as this. Although many people have uh, criticised that this film doesn't stay very similar to the book itself, I think personally it's really good. You should definitely check out uh, Stanley Kubrick's other films. This film came out in 1980. Furthermore, there are two versions of The Shining. There is an edited version and a non-edited version. Personally, the non-edited version is much better because it's more violent and more scary, and you should definitely watch that. It's really easy to find because now you are able to see it. It used to be quite hard to find because they didn't want it shown in cinemas, but now you can watch it. And of course, Jack Nicholson was also in one of the best films ever, Mars Attacks, which is, I'm, you know, I'm kidding. It was awful, but it was great because it was awful. Thank you, Carla. Now, each week on this podcast, we are going to do something quite special. We are going to have... Each week, a student or teacher, so get ready, guys and girls, guest star. Now, someone here has the fantastic opportunity of being the first ever student guest star on the film reel. Now, I am going to pass you over to Robert Humphreys in Form 8E, who's going to talk about his favourite film. Absolute banter. My favourite film is Nemo, because it's like... The best film ever, and if no one likes it, they're just stupid. My question to you is, if you could keep any three films with you for all of time, what three films would those be? Beethoven, because I love that one. Um, Nemo. Nemo. James Bond 007. And, oh yeah, and, and The Boy in Striped Pajamas. That is a good film. That's oh yeah, and film. Holes. Awesome. All right. Okay. Thank, thank you, you very much, Robert. Robert. So that was quite interesting. Thank you, Robert, for coming in and talking about your three, well, five films <laughs> that you'd keep in your vault. Uh, it's got us thinking what three films we would keep in our vault. So, Carla, what would you keep in yours? Oh, this is such a hard question because I have so many films I love. Um, well, my all-time favourite film ever is, you're all going to laugh at me, is a film called Point Break. And it stars my favourite actor of all time, Keanu Reeves, which all of my friends laugh at me for. But, yeah, it's just a great film. It's about this police officer and, oh, it's just amazing. But that one. Um, if we're going the best three films of mine, I'm probably going to have to say Shawshank Redemption because Definitely. that is the number one Highest rated film in the world ever. 
And I'm not even joking. It literally has uh, yeah, that rating. That's it true. has yeah. that title. So because it, oh, it's just amazing. It's very long and very hard hitting, but it's very very good. And oh, number three. Um, hmm. This is a hard question. Quite possibly film called Chasing Mavericks. Now, this is a another surf film like Point Break because I do like a good surf film. Does and it have Keanu Reeves in? It doesn't have Keanu Reeves in, no. Which is it's sad times. But it is an absolutely brilliant film. It's a biographical film about a surfer called Jay Morite. And he did unfortunately pass away in a surfing accident. So it's all about his life and how he came into surfing and how he surfed Mavericks, which is a great surf in, I think it's Australia, possibly? I'm not sure I'm going to have to look that one up. But yeah, that's quite possibly my three favourite films. What about you, Jacob? Okay, well, it's quite hard for me not just to say the Edgar Wright trilogy, <laughs> which is uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz and The World's End. But actually, I'd pick Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, which is the one film Edgar Wright directed which wasn't in the trilogy. And it's based off a comic book, technically a manga, and it's really, really good. It's hilarious. They have great acting in it. Uh, Michael Cera is just a really good actor. My second film I would pick would be Kill Bill. The reason I say this Mm. is because I would put both volumes together because technically it was supposed to be one film, which means the film would last over about four and a half hours long. It is pretty much one of the most violent films ever made, but uh, Tarantino has such good... It's got a vast majority of camera angles and different camera use and lots of different kind of special effects as well. There's a whole half an hour segment of just cartoon in the first film, which is incredibly violent, but it it's really good. It's brilliant. What do I say for my third film? Um, I don't know, but if this podcast goes wrong, we could always hole up in the Winchester until this whole thing blows over. My last film I would pick is just a personal favourite, would be the new 2014 Godzilla. This film really caught my attention after seeing the director Gareth Edwards' first film, which was Monsters, which was all about the human take on uh, Monster Invasion. Godzilla is pretty much the same, but it is a massive budget, and it's actually doing surprisingly well in cinemas. It's actually done so well that it's pretty much been checklisted for another two films. Definitely watch it. One problem is, is there isn't actually much Godzilla in, but like all the other films I've seen with him in, there isn't actually much Godzilla presented in them anyway. But when he actually turns up, you know, there's a massive fight and it's All incredible. Hell yep, pretty much. So you should definitely <laughs> check out Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Godzilla, and also what was the like? And also Kill Bill. Cool. Now for the last segment of our podcast, which is what's on. We're going to be talking about the three films which are on a picture drone right now, since that's where the majority of you will probably be going to watch these films. So the first film uh, which we're going to be talking about is TMNT, which is an abbreviation for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It is a 12A and is a Nickelodeon Productions film. This film has got terrible reviews. <laughs> it's 6.4 uh, on IMBD. Yeah, it's got a 6.4 on IMBD, which isn't actually that bad. Basically means it's okay. I think what most people are getting annoyed about is the fact it's got something to do with Michael Bay and Megan Fox because they made the Transformers films and... A lot of negativity goes towards those films for some reason. Also, a lot of uh, fans of the Turtles have been saying this film doesn't really go with the lore overall uh, story of the Turtles as well, which is why a lot of people think it's not as good. Personally, I thought it was great. It was just one of those films where you can just pick up the popcorn, sit back and just let reality fly straight out the window. They're great films. Yeah, it was a pretty good film. I would definitely pretty much go watch it, actually. It's pretty funny in places... And, you know, there's actually a lot of 
special effects. Since Michael Bay didn't have much to do with the film, there isn't a vast amount of explosions, which is nice to see in a movie every now and again. So yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, apparently not so good, but in my personal opinion, I think it was okay. So the second film we're going to be talking about, which is out at the moment, is The Maze Runner. It is based off of a book series by James Dashner, I believe. I'm pretty sure it's James Dashner. I'm a bit of a book nerd, guys. It's currently scored a 7.5 on IMBD, so it's doing a little bit better than uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think everything's doing better than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Pretty much, Jacob, pretty much. Um, So it's about... Well, it's a dystopian film, because it's a dystopian novel, so it's set in a, a broken down ruined government kind of place a future and it's all pretty bad really it stars dylan o'brien who plays thomas the main character who has also been in other films such as the internship which i've seen that film i've never actually seen the end of that film though but it's pretty good um and he's probably a bit better known mainly by all you girls out there for being in teen wolf Teen Wolf's not good. No, I've, I, I must say I've never watched Teen Wolf. I'm, I'm not, not a very girly girl. Don't watch Teen Wolf. Let's not, let's not talk about Teen Wolf, Jacob. Uh, I haven't actually seen this film, and nor have I actually read the book, which is really, really annoying, because I've wanted to read it for ages, and it sat on my iBooks on my phone. But uh, you've seen it, haven't you, Jacob? Yeah, I've seen it, and it's, as a movie, it's actually really good. I know a lot of people have been quite negative towards it, because it's got a lot of things wrong with it compared to the book. But I don't see that as a problem because, you know, the Harry Potter book uh, films have missed out so much, which the books did, uh, included. That's very true. Very and, true. you know, they're one of the biggest... They are one of the biggest and best-selling movie franchises out there. I think it is a very good film. It's got some great acting in it. The, uh, the whole camera work in it is really good as well. It's got a very darkened tone to it, and it does make it seem very um, jungle-like and very dystopian. It's really interesting i would definitely recommend going to see it it's got a lot of twists in the only problem is it it's not really a spoiler but it pretty much just sets up for a sequel and if you know by now that the books are actually a trilogy so that's pretty self-explanatory and it does it in a very cheesy terrible way but apart from that apart from the ending it's very good if you've read the books you might want to uh be warned for not give it a miss but you might want to be wary of the fact that it doesn't Follow the plot it doesn't follow everything which the books say. Just just think of the Hunger Games, guys. Just think of the Hunger Games. Think of the Hunger Games. Think of the Hunger Games. Now, the last film that's out at the moment that we're going to be talking about is Gone Girl. Now, a lot of you are going to know that this is based on a book by Gillian Flynn that did amazingly well. And so many of my friends have read it. And they've all said the same thing, that it's amazing. And oh my God, the ending, the ending, the ending. And I still haven't read it. How many books am I not going to read? Do you know what? It's so annoyed. But apparently it's brilliant. The only issue is it is an 18, guys. So that's going to have annoyed quite a few people that want to go see this film. So maybe this isn't one for you. Maybe this isn't one for your parents instead. But it is doing really, really well. It's got an 8.6 on IMBD. So it's the best out of our three films at the moment. You know, ratings, critics-wise. But what do they know, really? It stars Ben Affleck, who's obviously... Quite famous for a lot of films. He's been in things such as... Gigli. 
Oh, I've never heard of Gigli. But I think the, the one of the best films he's been in is quite possibly Pearl Harbor, because I do love that film. And uh, more recently than that, Argo, which I know did very well. I think it won an Oscar, didn't it, Jacob? Uh, yeah, it did. It did. I'm not sure for what, but it won an Oscar. Um, what, what are you thinking about this film? Yeah, David Fincher has directed many great films, like the cult classic Fight Club, which is brilliant. You should definitely check that out if you're over 18, of course. Uh, he's made some decent films like The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, not one of his best. But he's also made really good documentaries-type films like The Social Network, which is mm. a really good film. You should definitely watch that. Overall, his directing is very unique, and also it has a very good actor in it known as Ben Affleck. He's really just made himself as an actor now of these last couple of years. He's been a director as well, and he's really made a name for himself. He's a very good actor as well, and he should also be pretty good as Batman in the new uh, Batman vs. Superman film. I'm looking forward to seeing this when it comes out on DVD and watching it. It should be really good, and I think it's going to do really well at the Oscars this year. David Finch has also directed a amazing film known as Seven, which stars Brad Pitt, for all you ladies out there, and uh, Morgan Freeman as well. Uh, now, Seven is an incredibly gruesome film, and I'm not going to lie, I, I didn't watch all of it. I, I went to bed instead, shivering. Um, it's about the seven deadly sins, and a murderer uses them incredibly gruesomely on his victims. So I'm not going to go into detail on that, not at all. But it's a good film, when you're not scared. Thank you very much for watching the first episode of Film Reel. If you want to get all the movie and news update, you can follow FCC Media on Twitter at FCC Media. Next week, we're going to be carrying on our Spooktober countdown to Halloween. And next week, we're going to be talking about Friday the 13th. And I am going to be talking about the cult classic, the best film that has ever been made in the horror genre, The Blair Witch Project. All right, thank you guys for watching and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.